welcome to Sandlot Sports, where we do not give unwanted hugs. I am Adam Capison. <laughs> I'm here with Dorian Cody. <laughs> I think John Morant needs a hug. <laughs> yeah, BJ Thomas. John Morant needs a new knee. Yeah, dude, yeah. needs a new he is, knee. He's been he's been announced out for the postseason. Yeah, I mean, I, that, yeah. that's sad because I I really do enjoy watching him. Now, Memphis did play well during the regular season without him, but mm-hmm. they're not beating Golden State. You know, the next three games without him. It's just why are we grabbing right. people's legs? What are we doing grabbing legs here? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'd rather them grab a jersey or break out, yep. break an elbow. Grab a jersey, fine. Okay. Do all kinds of grabbing jersey. If I'm on the ground and you grab my jersey, I take that as you trying to follow me with least amount of contact possible. Yeah. Or you just you, want the whistle. You ain't trying to hurt me. And just, just, just step on his chest, like you know, Christian Leitner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll get to the action on the court, but I do want to get to the action off the court real quick. And so the unwanted hug thing is actually, it's a legit thing. So apparently Chris Paul got all pissed off, rightfully so, because some, some kid was trying to give his mom a hug, um, constantly while, you know, while they were in Dallas and his mom kept mm-hmm. going, no, no, no. And so eventually the kid leaned over and hugged her, even though she didn't want him to. I just read online before we got on here that he was, he kept tapping her on the shoulder and saying, happy mother's day. And she asked him to stop and he just kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I don't care if you're an NBA player, NFL player, or just some dude down, down the street, someone's harassing your mom. You have every right to knock him the fuck out. Yeah. Absolutely. Chris Paul ain't going to see Chris. Chris Paul's not going to see anybody later. We've yeah. seen how we've seen how this goes before. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it's, yeah. That'll so, be handled with security. So my question to you guys is this. So um, I think it was Reggie Miller. Um, another commentator said that there should be a section to where all NBA families, like if your son or husband, whoever plays on a team and you go to his game, you guys have to sit in this section and probably, it's away from the crowd. Probably back then before the internet, you could sit there anonymously yeah. and yeah. just kind of watch the game and just root for your team and your son and right. nobody would know. But now right. you're an internet search away from being identified and harassed. So I, unfortunately I we're coming to something like that. Yeah. I think they do that in baseball. I think there's an actual like family section in baseball. Mm-hmm. I think they got a thought section too. Well, oh, yeah. All of them have it. Like a all thought whole, section, just a whole, whole, <laughs> whole section of uh, after after work entertainment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Every team, <laughs> every stadium <laughs> has thought section. Shoot, shoot me for it, but I'm going to say it. Actually, after the game, one party stops working and the other party starts working. Yeah. It's, it's a shift yeah. in labor. Yeah. yeah. Somebody punches yeah. in, the other one gets punched out. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes. Exactly. You, oh, no. Speaking of do, that. You want to keep, keep going? <laughs> I was gonna get, I was gonna say speaking of that, I know it's on a sad note. No, James but, Harden's losing, so you don't you can it's okay. <laughs> James but, Harden's losing but, again? Yeah. <laughs> Rumor has it that unfortunately um the uh, Michi- former Michigan State forward Adrian Payne, he was murdered a couple of days ago or a day ago. Yeah. And it has something to do with apparently with a female. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say this and you can where, guys can, where was where is he murdered, by the way? Let's just go ahead. It, we it, don't have to be like it, every it, other it, news outlet. It was in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando. East Orlando. Okay. So there we go. So just, just so we're clear again, this is going to sound like a homer, but there were rumors of him. And I think it was Keith Appling at Michigan state, a multiple accounts of sexual assault that were covered up by Tom Izzo. Mm. So, you know, from what I've read that happened is or covered it up. He almost lost his job for it, but he was able to kind of keep it under the rug. Um, probably guess like some other coaches were doing, I think, I think was earning on their the brows time. And then from what I've seen, Payne was trying to clean his life up. Appling did not. I think, I want to say Appling's still actually uh, in jail right now. Um, oh, I can, wow. I can look that up. Um, but yeah, so sometimes you just, you don't leave that scene. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, it's just sad because the, the the person apparently who the person shot him and then stayed there and called the cops. I think he was the one that called the cops. Was like, yeah, um, I shot this person. And like, oh, and I'm right. So in July of 2017, Athlete was sentenced to one year in county jail and four years of probation for carrying a concealed weapon and resisting a police officer. In February of 2020, Athlete was charged with delivering or manufacturing 19 grams of heroin. And attempting to sell. In May of 2021, Appling was arrested for the shooting death of a 66-year-old man in Detroit. Wow. He got his life together for sure. He just went the wrong way with it. Jeez. Yeah. He became yeah. a, a severe criminal, like a professional. Yeah. But it's sad because that what happens when, like, when, okay, so let's say if you're an athlete and let's say a sport is all you know, and if you don't gain any type of other <clears> skills <throat> or, or any type of, like, people skills or something, like, it's like it's like basketball or die. And I, I know like there's times where I, I went back to Leesburg High School because teachers asked me to go back to talk to the kids. And one of the things that I would tell them, like, for instance, hey, bro, if you're 6'2", 185 and you play center for the high school varsity team and you're a senior, you may want to consider some other things. You may want to consider like, you know, what you want to do as far as your, your life goes, as far as going to school or even a trade school or something, you know, like develop more than just being an athlete. And we've talked about that too. You know, you know, the, the goal of this podcast was to be big enough where we could have some type of school or something in Leesburg and in, in Lake County we could mentor these kids, you know, they come in, you know, let them practice, but also give them the life skills. Because a lot of times when you're good at a sport, that's all, you know, because coaches will just take advantage of you. They will not mold you to go forward. So you need somebody to to mentor you on the life skills of being an adult. Basically in simple terms, we want to funnel talent out of Lake County. Yes. (laughs) To get out. Run. <laughs> Whether that is athletic talent, academic talent, band talent, talent, talent. <laughs> the talent out Period. of the we want to suck the talent out of this county and <laughs> right. give it and give them to the world so they can uh, leave and prosper because yeah, there's absolutely. no prospering in Lake County. Yeah, just come back for holidays and get the hell mm-hmm. out of here. Yep, mm-hmm. that should go up mm-hmm. on the um, the tourist bureau here. We should put that. That should be on the sign. Like, hey, you can move here, but we're gonna try to get your kids back out of here for their sake. Yes. So, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, so, you know, there are actual games that we can talk about. So, I guess. Yeah, we we, we have to. I think we I think yeah. we kind of have to. Um, yes, I say. I did think it was interesting that only one of the the conference semifinals is 3-1. Mm-hmm. Every other series was 2-2, but they all felt different. Yeah. Like when Philly won their, their two games in Philly, the first one just felt like just pure emotion that Joel Embiid was back. Hey, yeah. you know, we, we got a chance at this. And then game four felt like it was a hardened, I'm going to show everyone that I'm not washed up like I really am. Mm-hmm. And today they're showing, okay, yeah, um, Harden's washed up and Embiid's not back to 100% and Miami is just destroying them. Yeah, the, yeah. the Phoenix Dallas series that felt like Luca took it personally. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's it keeps mm-hmm. it tense. It keeps the keeps the energy up. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was gonna say um, something interesting about the the Bucks and Celtics series is that I believe that the Celtics is a more balanced team. If I believe if the Bucks, if they would have had Middleton, well, I'll say this: even if they had Middleton, I don't know if they'll oh, be able to really I, beat the Celtics. Man, the Celtics man, Chris Middleton did a lot for that team in the playoffs last year. You're, if anybody he can did. make a difference other than Giannis, it's probably Chris. Middleton did a lot and, that doesn't and, show up in the box score. No, I, I, agree. I, I agree. I believe he put together a couple like big scoring 
scoring games. Oh, also he he would have a few a few big yeah. games here or there, but his I remember leadership were, was what led them. I remember they were talking about how bad the scoring was and they were struggling to score, and all of a sudden Chris Middleton lit up last year in the playoffs and, and really made the difference. So yeah. I think, I, I, man, it's, I don't know. I, I think life would definitely be easier for them with Chris Middleton in the lineup. No, absolutely. But my question is this: I, on both sides of the floor, would would he have enough energy to sustain? Because more likely he would be the one to guard Tatum. Uh, do they, they? I mean, there's no guys. There's not too many guys in the league that line up one for one and follow people for a whole game. Yeah, you're right. You know, Kobe might be the last real guy that did that consistently. Like, I'm gonna lock this guy down. Well, and and let's Kawhi not forget. Did at one point. Well, yeah, no, abs- absolutely right. Kawhi, Kawhi kind of took that over when Kobe. Kobe was out where I'll stop this guy. Hell, Kawhi, Kawhi won Finals MVP just because he defended LeBron James. Yeah. <sighs> but after him, I don't know any other. No. So players. what I'm saying is it seems to be the you put a lesser offensive player on the better offensive player of the other team and let them work on each other and wear them out. So you're freeing yeah. up your score too to be a little more relaxed on defense, save his legs for offense. Right. That's the approach I would take. If I had a guy that was even close to Tatum's size, anything like that, I would just swap them out so Tatum could have fresh legs. So okay, so here, here's a question. Here's a hypothetical question. If Middleton was playing in the series and, and as healthy as somebody would be in this run the playoffs, would the series still be 2-2? No. Very possible. Yeah, very, very yeah. possible. I th- yeah. But I think the, the Bucks would have a, a much greater chance of pulling it out in less than seven games. Right. They could do it in six. No. It's just going to have to now. Well, and let's yeah. not forget, Boston still has home court advantage. Right. Yeah. And do you think we're going to see how smart Giannis is and see uh, if he ever stares down Al Horford again? I doubt he does that. Al gave him 16 <laughs> points in the fourth quarter after that. I think he should just kind of just nicks on staring down Horford. Stare yeah. down the yeah. crowd. Look at the basket. Scream at the camera. Don't look and, at Al Horford. And I'm going to agree 100% with oh. Shane Van Gundy. Um, Giannis, right. Take stop breath. shooting threes. <laughs> you know what? No, don't turn him into Ben Simmons. Don't. He, he may be shooting them a little more than he needs to, but he needs to keep shooting them. Right, <laughs> because we kill Ben Simmons for not even trying. He's not even a threat. Giannis is a threat. Right. If if he hits one or two a game, you're winning. Right. Because right. that's exactly. just that, that's a, a few feet. He doesn't have to be sagged. It, like and, and well, and that's fine to me. It's also when is he attempting them? Is he attempting them to be a run stopper from the other team, or is he attempting them? Hey, you know, this is in the flow of the, of the offense. Yeah. I think um, Coach Udoka's plan is 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 pretty solid. What he's doing is he's actually giving Giannis those three pointers. Like, okay, hey, yeah. if he makes them, let him have them. He can yeah. shoot it all the time, but he's not coming in here. And they're doing a good job building that wall, especially last game. They built that wall to where it forced him to be a facilitator, which Giannis is. I think he's underrated as far as you know his uh, being able to facilitate yes. and pass yes. the ball and things. He, he, nobody talks about that enough. He's he's a solid yeah. passer. He's one of my favorite all-around players. And I was going to say, Adam, a guy that does so much for your team gets excused for taking a few three-pointers. Like, honestly, I'd let Shaq jack a couple up a game if he wanted to. (laughs) No, really. I mean, like, all the rebounding, the defense, the problem. No, no, but I'm saying, but all the problems Shaq caused for the other team, if you want to wander out there and take a couple, I don't care. Yeah, and to Stan Van's credit, though, I mean, if 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 Giannis is shooting a three, with 18 seconds left on the shot clock, it's basically a waste of possession. If if they run a play for him and they get he gets open, it's like 10 seconds left on the shot clock. You run your offense. That's the best shot. That's fine. But if if it's six seconds into the possession and he's shooting a three, more likely it's a waste of possession because also he's not down there to rebound it. There's so many possessions in NBA games now. Like yeah. and like I said, def- there's a chance that Giannis could go right down there and take that ball right back after he misses that three. Mm-hmm. A pretty good chance. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I understand what you're saying. It's probably not the best shot, but I also don't like him getting pigeonholed into only taking threes in the last 10 seconds because then there's no surprise to it. There's nothing. You just know he's only taking it because he has the ball and it's he's out too far and it's too late. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I like him. I think he's got to, he's got to shoot the outside shot. It's definitely something he's got to work on, but at least he's freaking trying. Right. The other one, geez. Yeah. I <laughs> know oh, the, the other one scored 42 points against um, Rudy Gobert. So right. who, who you got... came out and said that he would shut down Shaq prime Shaq. Uh-huh. At that. Prime Shaq. <laughs> That's why I sent you that. I sent you that video because yeah. I agree. I agree with Stephen A. Smith's assessment. And he said that he's most comparable to Dikembe Mutombo. Yeah. Not much of a scorer. Get you a few buckets around in there, but he's basically a rebounder and great shot blocker. And Shaq dominated Dikembe Mutombo. Oh yeah. In that oh, series. Yeah. Dominated him. Dunked on him repeatedly. Yeah. This is a guy that didn't get dunked on. Yeah. Not much. Well, and, and that's yeah. thing. There I don't think there's a player in today's game that could that could hold Shaq one on one. Nobody nobody. No, nobody. He would kill Jokic. Oh yeah. yeah. He would kill him. Hell, now Jokic, yeah. Jokic Jokic would smoke Shaq on the other end too. I fully believe that. As long as he didn't get into a post battle with him. But if he took mm-hmm. him out 10, 12, 15 right. feet and worked right. him from there, Jokic would have right. a good game against Shaq. But yeah. he would be so dog tired that at the end of the game, Shaq would just kill him. Just kill him <laughs> yeah. in the fourth quarter. Kill exactly. you and kill you and kill you'd be so dead that you'd be so dead. It, I mean, imagine that. Okay. So Jokic is not a small dude. No. But, but imagine being beat on by a 320 pound beast of a man exactly. for four quarters. I feel like he would break Joel and be mentally. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Joel, Joel thinks he's hot shit. Yeah. And then you get dunked on three or four times, have some rebounds snatched over your head, have a shot blocked. Yeah. Wait, I'm telling oh. you, if you're yeah. mentally strong, that's going to hurt. <laughs> no, I'm dunked on get balls in your face. That's what I was gonna say. Imagine put Joel Embiid swap him with Chris uh, Dudley, and imagine how he would be if Shaq had his nuts in his face. Dude, imagine seventeen <laughs> years old. Seventeen years old. You're six ten. You've been huge your whole life. You dominated in high school. You dominated in college. You dominate, and then you run into Shaq, and you can't score, and you can't <laughs> rebound. You can't move him. He's always right. moving you. Like imagine that mental. What would happen to your brain? Uh, I, I can Rudy, answer Rudy that Gobert question. Smoked. I can answer that question in two words. So what would happen? Kwame Brown. <laughs> hey, uh, look, man, I'm not trying to get this podcast shot. Up. Just calm down. On <laughs> no, but it also raises a question too. Like, is George, okay. So, and, and I got respect for Kwame Brown's podcast. But my thing is this. So is it a reflection on Kwame Brown not being tough or is it Jordan just being a complete asshole? I think it's a combination of the two. I don't think Kwame was mature enough to go from high school to the NBA and I don't think Mike was a good mentor enough to take somebody from the high school yeah. straight to the NBA. Look, 90%, 98% of all 18-year-olds in the United States would not be ready for Michael Jordan's mind oh, games. Oh, no, right. absolutely not. And Definitely. if he didn't have a support system who knew how to deal with it or had suggestions on how to deal with it, he might have been trying to figure all this out on his own. And you're just getting dominated in practice and bullied and talked down to. And I don't know. I, it didn't help him, that's for sure. Yeah. Right. Didn't help unlock his potential. Right. And, and let, let's, let's not overlook the fact that kids coming straight from high school to the NBA, it's a crapshoot as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I have to deal with old Mike, not even yeah. young Mike, just old, old yeah. pissed old off Mike. Mike. Yeah, old pissed right. off Mike. This team sucks, Mike. Yeah, right. but was it Kobe the same way too? Oh, 
Kobe was doing that to Smush Parker when I was reading. Yeah, like, he, he did to Andrew Bynum too. And look what happened to that. Yeah. Andrew Bynum was turning the corner though until he got hurt. Like he was starting yeah. to play better. He was actually getting yeah. uh, I can't remember what happened to him. Was it his feet? I think he I thought he blew out his knee. No, well, something like that. But he was yeah, starting to be mean. he was starting to become a bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah. I remember I want to say it was the Yolander series where mm-hmm. they're like, if he comes back, if he comes back, and he never really came back to be what he was. Yeah. But at that point they didn't need him. Yeah. I don't um, think it's smart. I don't think it's smart from a GM perspective to draft. If you have somebody, an older vet like that, who is known to be an asshole, yeah. I don't know if it's smart for you to take that kid because it's going to be a wasted roster spot, it looks like, for the most part. So mm-hmm. are you saying that, that GMs don't really understand the chemistry of their teams? Yeah, probably. Okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. I just think <laughs> I just think it's funny that I, I – kind of do and they don't well you, you could say that about any sport you know basketball football baseball most gms don't understand how chemistry works on their team yeah. and it, it shows yeah i just feel like if, if you got a guy like lebron or mike i'm drafting like three and four year players out of college that's what i'm drafting like people yeah. that know people that know basketball and come in here and run this system and I'll try to get the best guy of those available every year. But Well, mm-hmm. and I, I've said it before. If there's a guys of comparable talent, one was in college for three years, one's in one and done. I'm taking the guy that was in college for three years. I mean, it, you've got Steph, you've got Dame, um, you've got Paul George before he you know broke his leg in half. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys that were that were in college for multiple years tend to be really good in the NBA. Yeah. Look at Jalen Bronson. Yeah. Uh, I think Spencer didn't really too. I think I think he went all four years as well, or, or or three years. I think he did three years, but still. When this is, I love talking about the GM stuff because this always comes to mind. And it's Bill Parcells' quarterback rules. Three years, Dorian. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Bill Parcells quarterback rules for drafting a quarterback. Be a three-year starter, be a senior in college, graduate from college, start 30 games, win 23, post a two-to-one touchdown interception ratio, and complete at least 60% of your passes. So not Mitchell Trubisky. No, not him. (laughs) I mean, he's right. I mean, you the list is long of quarterbacks I, who have been drafted after one good year and have flamed out in the NFL. Yeah, I know. I just the, the I just love that. The, the whole setup of it is going to make teaching him much easier. Oh, yeah. He, because he's had some experience. He's been through things. He's had to deal with stuff and he's been able to maintain the 60% completion percentage and a two-to-one touchdown interception ratio. You can win with that in the NFL. If you've been through adversity, if you understand how coaching works and can benefit you and not just, I'm the most athletic player out here and i'm gonna go yeah there's a lot to be said with that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's also a guy that's drafting for a team that has pretty damn solid defense yeah (laughs) i just need like a game manager plus well that's it you know you guys know my thoughts on the game manager (laughs) (laughs) adam's favorite term yeah give give me a quarterback that you know makes mid-level salary that doesn't turn the ball over makes good decisions and i'll put that money on defense and i'll get the playoffs pretty much every year you should like (laughs) you should tell the lions that it might help them or something and well if they would you know what if they will pay me the money they're paying their gms i will gladly do it um I, um I speaking of the Lions I heard a rumor that they're uh next year they're going to cut ways with golf because they are banking on getting a quarterback for next year's draft well and, and you can kind of tell that by this year's draft so they picked a wide receiver who's broken Jameson Williams let, let's just call, call it it's blow out his ACL he's not going to come back for the first half of the season um, I believe the tight end they drafted um, is also coming off an injury so you could tell that they're trying to get the pieces together Mm. Um, and then 
If golf turns out to be something great, if not, we've got an offensive line, mm-hmm. you know, they've got you know a good defensive line, kind of building building around there. So at that point, you've got they've got the foundation then to then bring in a quality quarterback to expand upon that. You could you could see that now whether it works or not. That's a whole different story. But that's kind of where they were going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think who are quarterback come out next year? How many how many times do you think they had to call Jameson Williams and ask him to issue that apology for his face? <laughs> Dude, your mom didn't just die it's okay come on oh, i mean it's probably equivalent events yeah, yeah. Your, your mom, mom didn't die. your career did though yeah. <laughs> james to fix your face you just got drafted no i want to go Dude, detroit mom look happy detroit. <laughs> yeah. detroit i could buy the whole west side of the city with my first paycheck literally i, I thought mm. it was funny i saw a stat the other day that there are two franchises that have a less than 25 percent win, winning uh, percentage in the playoffs since 1992 detroit is yeah. one of them yeah can you guys you gotta win it? though it's the cowboys yep. i saw that meme too yeah but um <laughs> yeah the cowboys gotta win though so you can say what you want yeah well. still, still not the offer <laughs> still not the offer <laughs> The lines are just terrible. And the only reason, only reason Dorian's not is because of Blake Bortles. Look, man, hey, Bortles he did the same for me too. Which that's the reason why I hate the Patriots to this day because those refs they screwed us over the AFC Championship. But that's neither here nor there. That's the what? Well, okay. Almost what? Um, I'm going to say this. Don't take this the wrong way. Actually, you know what? Take it however the fuck you want. When you start blaming the refs, you sound like a Michigan fan. <laughs> 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 well, I guess I feel your pain. Or, or, or a Patriots fan. Hey, hey, hey. hey don't, Hold on. They've always had the referees on their side. Don't, don't question Tom Brady and his small balls. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Brady, you heard about that 30, deal he's going to get with Fox? The Tom Super Bowl's pay, man. Yeah. Super Bowl's pay. He hadn't even said one word on TV. He's making what fifteen million more a year than Romo or something like that. He he the contract wow. that I saw he's going to make more signing with Fox than he ever did signing with the Patriots and the Bucks combined. Wow. And my thing is to your point, BJ. I don't know if he's that good. Romo's making seventeen point five. He's making twenty million a year more than Romo. Really? And I just, I mean, I, I've never, I've never That's heard crazy. him, an, you know, announce a game. I haven't heard him break down the game. He super smart on the football field i don't know how well it's going to translate to the booth fox i got all that ad revenue from the trump years and they're spending it yeah <laughs> we, we need to spend this before we get sued yes <laughs> yes we'll just give it all to tom brady everybody likes tom they won't take it from him no yeah. no tucker no we no, we don't know tucker no we know tom yeah. tom, tom see super bowls supermodel wife see <laughs> It's okay. Dang. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like I haven't heard like the closest thing I've heard him to do any type of like commentating on a game is when he did that thing. Um, he with was ESPN. With the yeah, yeah, that. But still, like I, I'm just amazed because apparently I was reading that Greg Olson was in was in talks of being like one of the lead guys, and Tom Brady's you know that's all that. So, oh, well, because he's Tom Brady. I mean, that's that's yeah. just that. I mean, unfortunately for Fox, no, whether, no matter if he's good or not, people will tune in at least for the first few games to hear him. Mm. Now, if he's not as good as Romo, they're just going to go over to, to CBS. Yeah. That's just yeah. kind of the way it is. Um, I, I, I just, I've never heard him break down a game in real time. I'll tell like, you what. It's a hard Romo, thing to do. Romo's got the better situation, though. He's in, he does the AFC games. Right. Yeah. And they've got all, they've got all the quarterbacks. Yeah. So more. And- 
I feel like more people will probably see Romo this year than, than when Brady comes out. Yeah. And, and we talked about that. So like the AFC has like 10 legit quarterbacks mm-hmm. and only seven of them can make the playoffs. Yeah. And even with Brady coming back, can you guys name five quarterbacks that you trust in the NFC? Dak Rogers. Yeah, Dak Rogers. Um, <laughs> Tom. Oh, yeah, Tom. You said without Tom. Yeah, you said without Tom, actually. Yeah, Um. Damn, dude. That's... Matt Stafford, probably. Yeah, yes, Stafford. Stafford, yeah, that's three. Um, I hate to say this, but mm, your boy y'all gonna Minnesota? Give, y'all are going to give Jimmy Garoppolo his respect. <laughs> 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 oh man yeah that's tough and, and that's mm. my and that's bj's point is romo is going to have all the good quarterbacks he's going to have all the eyeballs tom when he's over at fox he's going to have kirk cousins versus jimmy g out of the two who do you pick jimmy g really yep. i was going to go kirk yeah i'm gonna say bj you must are you talking kirk about cousins. are you talking about stats i'm talking about winning who, oh, who wins yeah. the game 49ers defense there okay. you go there you go yeah that's there that's there you go. Now you're with me. I was going to wait for you to catch up. I was like, what are the quarterbacks? Are the quarterbacks just going to get to the 50 yard line, put on boxing gloves, and go at it? Like, what are you talking about here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That defense. We've all seen a rattled Kirk Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but, fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. But as we talked about during the playoffs last year, um, Jimmy G sometimes turns into Jimmy G. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got the defense to bail him out. Yeah. And Debo I mean, until just, further notice. Right. That's true. <laughs> so on, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> One more Sandlot Sports. Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.